Hey, hey. Welcome to Monday's episode, the Q&A with M and L. <laughs> well, welcome everyone. Hope you had a good weekend and ready to hear some shit. So we've been getting a lot of questions, both of us and people, about different things they want us to answer. So we're going to get into that. Uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. So, so do you want to start or you want me to start? We both have the same list of questions because we shared it. So I can um, start whatever you want. Any question you want to pick, you can pick. Um, I lost the questions. You know I don't keep, keep these things. That's your job. Oh my goodness. Terrible. Yeah, we both know this. Oh, oh! So every last one of these things we're going to discuss now. I thought they were like each episode. Okay. Um. Well, each one doesn't need a thirty-minute answer. True. Simple. True. Okay. Um. Well, one topic that we got from a lot of people is OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. My personal opinion for OnlyFans is who, if you like it, I love it. By all means, if you're a woman or a man who who um, made OnlyFans and make money off of their pictures, more power to you. Um, I feel like it is a good way to make money, especially if that's the kind of industry that you're in. Um, I know a lot of people have big stigmas on it, and I don't really see why. People post naked pictures or sexy pictures on Instagram for free. Might as well get paid for it, right? What about you? How do you feel about it? For people that don't know, OnlyFans has a website for people to pay to see people that are getting naked, already naked, having live sex. You pay to play. I have no problem with it either. I think it's a great business. It's basically porn in your own terms. And lots of people that are have OnlyFans pages have Instagram pages or Facebook pages or Twitter pages that link with it. And they'll like start a session, fully clothed on their social media, and then they'll go on to OnlyFans and like finish it out for you. Like take clothes off on OnlyFans. So you get a little bit of a tease and then you get into it. Hubby got me one or someone that I follow on Instagram. And it was cool. Completely fine. It was a cute little gift to me. So I have no problem with it. I think if you want to watch it, go for it. If you don't, then don't. It's your phone or your internet or your laptop. It's your grown adult at this point. Figure it out. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Exactly. And I know a lot of people feel like, you know, would you ever date somebody that has OnlyFans? Well, you know, that's all up to you. I mean, at the end of the day, the porn industry, the sex industry, all of that stuff, they're all illusions for their customers. So they can definitely separate, you know, what they film versus what they are with, how they are with you. So mm-hmm. I won't necessarily knock it because... It's like dating a stripper. Exactly, like... It's all illusions and it's all, you know, 
whatever they want to put out there. And again, not all OnlyFans is about sex and True. nakedness. Think of it as art, you know. Some people use their bodies as art. It doesn't make them any less of a person or any less dateable. Mm-hmm. I'm for it. I think we both agree that we're for OnlyFans. Exactly. If you're happy and you know it, OnlyFans. <laughs> okay. Next discussion is balancing friends and relationships. Well, friendships and relationships. Mm-hmm. So, I well, I suck at this. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we're both in the same boat. I've struggled with this for a very long time. Um, I used to put my friends before my relationships, and yeah, it became an issue because I used to want him to give me attention and to give me his undivided time and I wasn't giving him the same thing um, yeah. yeah go ahead I struggle with this in my last relationship not the one me and Javier are in right now where I exiled all my friends and my family for the relationship I was in because my partner wanted it that way so once you become that person on the island and there's no one there to give you water it's a lot of like self reflection at the end of the day when it, you're out of it and you look back. You get to think it's like, huh, I gave up a lot for this one person and this person wasn't worth it at the end of the day. Like currently, me and Hubby's relationship, we have a very healthy relationship, very open relationship. But not all relationships are like that. Some are very demanding on who you can talk to and when you can talk to them. And that's unhealthy. Like, right now, Hubby literally texted Mel this morning. She's like, you want to hang out with wifey? Like, she she tired of being home. Like, you you guys want to hang out? You know, it's like, want to do something? You know, we're in quarantine. We still go, like, visit each other, of course. I went so, offered for us to go um, clubbing. Mm-hmm. But once this world opens back up, of course. Of course. But, yeah, so, you know, you always want to have a balance between the two. You know, it's nice to have friendships and it's great to be in a relationship, but to spend 100% of your time with just one person, sun up to sundown, you're you're like, you know, it's kind of like you're trapping yourself in a hole. You want to be able to, you know, express outside of that, you know, you know, it's Lee and hubby, but at the end of the day, you can't forget about Lee. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're an individual, even though you're in a couple. So you want to keep and that. I think mm-hmm. it's important to also say you can have a toxic friend that's trying to ruin your relationship on the that other side. Too. It's not just like your partner's toxic. You can also have a toxic friend that, oh, you need to spend all your time with me. Why are you bringing your partner along? It's like, I'm in a couple. We're a couple. You and I are still friends, but that doesn't mean you get all my time. Exactly. That too. So, yeah, keep in mind that, again, when you're thinking about balance, you're balancing both. So you're going to have friends that, you know, feels like because you're in a relationship, that doesn't care. You're going to spend 100% time with us. We want to go here. We want to go there. 
And if you decide to cancel, they'll get vexed with you. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I always say open communication is key because, you know, if you're getting into a relationship and you have friends that's always been, you know, there all the time, then, you know, you need to sit down and say, like, listen, I'm about to get into a relationship. Such and such is not going to be the way it used to be, Um, you know still love you but now I have to focus on something else simple setting boundaries everyone needs boundaries in life <laughs> except us we have none true, <laughs> also true. yeah healthy relationships have boundaries <laughs> Um, next topic that I find interesting is mm-hmm the importance of having a girl's night now we kind of incorporate that in with balance and friendship yeah, relationships but i always think it's good to be outside of the house and you know hanging with your people um mm-hmm. i mean if you're a female and you're you know most of your friends are guys that's fine too vice versa but it is important to you know step out of your house and actually be social mm-hmm. yeah I feel this like also applies to men too like a guy's night yeah. is also fair yeah like go like, out don't... don't be cooped up in the house and you know laying there with your thought with your thoughts like I don't know. I feel like um, with social media being such a huge part of our lives, people forget that human interaction is important. And, you know, you want that. You want to actually sit at a bar or something and just talk or hang out or do a games night or something. Something to keep you and, like, you know, your social life and your social energy up sometimes you're going through something and you want you know a little breather we're getting older we have children well you have children like now when i have children (laughs) but it's it's a lot when you're a parent and you're at home all the time with your kid eventually you need to go out and you know blow off some steam it's not always i'm a parent all the time 24 7 every day of the week you get tired of it you need to like have some adult time, some non baby conversation. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so one thing I'll say to heighten the importance of like having like friends night, also having date night is also equal important mm-hmm. in a relationship. You want yeah. to make sure you have time for each other without everybody else around you. You know, um, even if it means if you're up at 12 o'clock at night, go in the car, drive around and talk, whatever you want, as long as you get like, you know, a little us time. That's very, very important. It's almost like a making and breaking in a lot of relationships because nobody really has that time to really sit down and say, hey, babe, how are you? What are go- what's going on with you? How was your day? Like, hubby comes home at the end of the day after work. 
and we sit down and we chat. Uh, sometimes he eats, sometimes he's on the game, but we chat about his day, we talk about it, we talk about my day, we compare notes about other stupid crap, TV shows we watch together. Yeah. And sometimes the babe might interrupt, sometimes <laughs> not. It's, it's the way of a parent's life. Sometimes you have to make the time. Like We make the time to talk to each other. Yeah. So, one tip about, um, you know, date night and stuff like that is just make a calendar. People think it's a little old school, but hey, we have phones that have calendars too. Or planners. But like, put little sticky notes on certain days, like plan things in advance if you know you're going to be off in two weeks on a Saturday say hey such and such write it down have a date jar and you know put random I don't know activities like cooking together or watch this one show or movie together put it in a little hat shake it up and randomly pick make it fun like what we do is I have a physical planner, like an old school, like flip back and forth planner. And I also have my phone. And our, my planner, I have everyone's schedule of like when the baby's doing this, when we're doing this, when someone else is doing that event. So Hubby's really good at surprise movie dates. That's like his, one of his top things, surprise movie dates. Like I was like, so he's the driver in our relationship. He drives the car. We go wherever <laughs> we go. We go to work. We go to like dinner anywhere but sometimes we'll just like drive the car and we'll end up in like our movie spots like oh watch the movies like nope we're not it's like okay whatever we just walk to movie theaters and i have no clue what we're watching no clue what he picked it's just a movie and that's fun it's time where we're together just us and we're on a movie date that's it's super simple like someone needs to plan something like i'll plan something it'll be like a home date where like the baby's asleep more than likely, or taking a nap. And I set up at the house date. Yep. Also, for parents out there, I know a lot of you guys feel like having a babysitter is shitty. Please. Go Google babysitters. Go see if you can do investigations on them or whatever you need. I feel like babysitters are essential in most relationships because there are times that you cannot always um, rely on just family to watch the kid. There's times Mm -hmm. you need to, you know, get things done and the baby will be in the way. Well, you know, babies can't not in the way, way, but, (laughs) but, you know, you know what I mean? They're there. Like, our kid goes to daycare three times a week. Exactly. And within those three times a week, you get things done. So if you need to do grocery shopping, you can do that without having to put a baby in the car. a small person. Yeah. So. Yeah, sometimes you need a break as a parent. And daycare, babysitters, they help with that break. They do. All righty. What is one of our next questions? Oh, yeah. Sugar daddies. Have you ever had one? Uh, no. Ah. So I guess I you just haven't done everything. Okay, so I've had a few sugar daddy requests. Um, 
Oh, like requests, yes, but like in actuality, no. Yeah. Two different things. Have I? Let me see. So, whenever it comes to sugar daddies, I'm kind of teeter tottering on the idea. Because for me, I don't like to owe people. And I feel like, you know, you have this person who is giving you money or giving you resources or whatever you need for little to nothing or just sex at some point you know when they feel like hey this is over or whatever give me back my shit what do you do then and I mean I know that there's you know rules to it or whatever but that's how I think about things so I haven't actually had a sugar daddy but I have had you know, people offering me money and shit. I use the Hugh Hefner reference. Like, you you want to suck that old man's balls? When he was alive, he's dead now. But when he was alive, like, you, you want to lick those balls? Go for it. You don't like those balls? It's not the life for you. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Imagine Hugh Hefner's nutsack and then having to lick that on the record. <laughs> Shriveled up nutsacks. I mean, I'm not against people having sugar daddies by all means. Go for it. I think it's great. I'm always looking for somebody to pay my bills. But whenever it comes down to it, I normally don't go for it because that's just how my thought process works when it comes to it. All righty. Define a toxic relationship. A toxic relationship is where you are not safe in an emotional, in a physical, in a mental state. If you are not safe, if you are in a place where you're being harmed emotionally, physically, mentally, you are in a toxic relationship. If you are banned from seeing your own friends or family, no matter how long you've known the person, if you are secluded, if you are treated like crap on a regular basis, if you have days where you cry more than you have days when you are happy, and I'm not like talking 50, 50 days, I'm talking about like 90 to 10% of the time, you're in a toxic relationship. If you are so miserable that you were thinking about just offing yourself, you're in a toxic relationship. Yeah. So... With all of that that she just said, right now we're in quarantine, so we should all take the time out to really look in our relationships and see who we're dating, you know, and most times people don't even notice they're in a toxic relationship because they think it's normal. And yeah, that's not normal. If you have to text and call 24-7 when you leave the house or check in, that's not good. If you have to ask permission to leave the house or to do anything, not good. Our relationship like mutual respect is Mutual respect and relationship is one thing, but there's a difference between yeah, I'm here doing this. I got their safe versus I'm here doing this. So-and-so's here. This is person's here. I'm this far in the, in the conversation. I'm doing this. I'm sitting next to this. I'm drinking this. This is what's happening in this exact moment. That's not the same. 
Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people in toxic relationships and not just, you know, relationship as in you're the person you're dating. I mean, relationship as in your family, your friends, your teachers. I don't give a shit. Everybody look at who you're around as a whole. There are friends that are toxic too. There's like, there's so much and you know, it doesn't have to be as far as, you know, you're crying all the time or whatever. Just look at certain people with certain things. Because for me, I'll consider a toxic relationship as in you're friends with one person, but yet you're the one doing most of the things in this friendship. You're the one who's going above and beyond all the time in a friendship. To me, that's toxic because why are we friends? If you're only here, if you need something and not when, you know... Your hair just cause. Or, you know, if you're always arguing and there's no resolves, Mm -hmm. all of that comes into play. And, you know, you wanna, when you hear the word relationship and friendship and stuff like that, you think of, you know, you and somebody being happy. If you're not happy, then you need to reevaluate all of that. If you're always arguing or always fighting with the person about something really small, you need to evaluate that relationship. If Or another thing. Hmm? I know I'm cutting yeah. you off. If you are talking about a person that you're in a relationship with, if you're in a friendship with, and the people you're around make you defend why you're with that person, like they're pointing out things that are problems and you have to defend them every single time you talk about them or bring them up, that person's toxic. Yeah. And other people are seeing it, but they don't have the right time to tell you. Like, sometimes when you're in a relationship that is toxic, a friendship, a relationship, yeah, the people that are closest to you can't tell you because you won't listen. And if they are telling you, you don't hear it, it's because you don't want to hear it. Yeah. Very true. It goes through one ears and come out the other. Um, you know when you're done. And at the end of the day, a lot of people don't want to be the reason why you're unhappy. So they're not going to always tell you the full truth. Me, on the other hand, <laughs> I don't sugarcoat shit. You ask me, I tell you straight up. No butter, nothing. Just dry bread. But, you know, there's times where you need to go a different route. I get it. But no, if you come up to me and be like, hey, my boyfriend hit me. Yeah, he did. Okay, what are you going to do about it? If you can't tell me you're going to leave or you're going to kick his ass right back, then the conversation is over there. I'm going to give you your options and you figure that shit out. All has to be your decision. Don't ever listen to somebody else. I mean, you can listen to people's opinions, but at the end of the day, it is your choice. Your relationships, your choice. If it makes sense for you, then by all means, do it until it doesn't make sense to you. Because you're not going to stop if I tell you to stop anyway. Mm-hmm. You're not ready to hear the music until it's your turn. Exactly. So, what is the difference between 
casual sex and having a situationship. What's a situationship? So a situationship is basically having boyfriend girlfriend tendencies without a title you're having sex you're maybe going out and date but it's mostly sex um and a lot of emotions it can turn out very toxic really quickly but yeah so you mean casual sex versus friends with benefits yeah in a way right? but not they call it situationship because you know so that's how feeling. I define it. That's what you just explained is what I call friends with benefits. Of course, that's what you would call friends with benefits. That's the real term of it, but people use this situationship yeah. to make it sound a little bit more serious. So yeah. Friends with benefits. <laughs> so casual sex is a one off here and there. Like I'm bored, come over. Bye. Text you when I'm bored again. <laughs> friends with benefits is the people that go on a date. But we're not a couple. Catch feelings. But we're not a couple. Screw around on a weekly basis. You're not screwing around with other human beings, just each other. That's a friend with benefits that isn't a couple. Exactly. And their friends will tell them, oh, you guys should date. <clears throat> So-and-so over here has heard that from me before. Oh, yeah. And it's when all your friends know that you guys are fooling around. And all you guys spend your time together and you're fooling around, but you're not a couple. We don't have a title. Like it's it's ridiculous. Cause the point of friends of benefits is eventually someone or both is gonna catch feelings and someone's gonna get hurt. Casual sex, no one gives a shit about the other person. Like I'm here to bone and you're here to leave. Exactly. So I vote for more casual sex than I would vote for situationships. I've been in quite a few situationships and friends with benefits. Yeah. That I'll need a whole episode to talk about those. We can circle back <laughs> to what your problem is with that. But yeah, um, I mean, one thing with a lot of friends and benefit relationships, especially now, is a lot of gaslighting too. You hear somebody tells you what you want to hear because they know that that's what you know you that very moment. So if you're looking for some, like, be honest from the jump. That's how I look at things. If you're only looking for somebody to fuck around with every now and then, then just say that. Like, hey, just so you know, I'm not looking for anything, but I'd like to sleep with you here and there. Cool. Whatever. Give that person the option to say no. But if you're going to sit here and be like, yeah, let's date knowing damn well what you're looking for. Um, roping people in with all of these emotions and all these things and then turn around to be like, oh, yeah, I'm not really looking for a relationship after all that. Like, no, don't don't waste nobody's time. All these games and time wasting it. This is 2020. OK. Say what you mean, mean what you say. See, I think that friends with benefits never ends well. I think that friends with benefits is a young person's game, like an early 20s game. Like, y'all gonna figure it out that it's not gonna work. And it's gonna hurt, and it's gonna suck. 
with casual sex, you're probably gonna catch an STD here or there. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I was just about to say, you do whatever you want, but use protection. I've met a guy. Um, he was he's 23 this year, actually, and he said that he has never used a condom, and he just has casual sex with everybody. And I'm like, bro, your dick is gonna fall off at this point. Like, what's wrong with you? That sounds like so. Yeah, I'm here for the whole casual sex. Just make sure you have protection. Women, please have condoms in your bags. Men, please have condoms as well. There should not be a because you're a guy that means you need condoms. No, 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 no. no. Protect Mm -hmm. yourself. It's nobody's job. I strongly believe that even if you're using condoms every single time. Every every single time, get tested every three to six months for your own personal safety. Not every disease is just through a penis and yeah. a vagina. You can get some Earl exactly. herpes and blowjobs. I mean, you could get tested every three or to six months. Do like me, get tested with every partner. Planned Parenthood is made for this kind of shit. Take a nice romantic stroll to Planned Parenthood. Yes, exactly. Go get a quick rapid test. Find out who you fucking simple. Like make it into your routine, just like you go to a doctor or you brush your teeth in the morning. Make it into a routine. Get checked. Um, make sure you know your partner. Have that conversation beforehand, and that's how you know a red flag right there. If they sit there and try to talk you out of getting them tested, then you know don't even go there. Or if they've never been tested before and they say, well, I'm good, then, (laughs) you know, that's a big red flag. Like, I have a story about a reason why you need to get tested and why people need to use condoms. In college, I had sex with a guy. One of my housemates, she would end up being my housemate. She wasn't a housemate at the time. Also had sex with the same guy maybe a month or two before. I used condoms. She did not. We, I took her to get tested because she wasn't feeling well. She had the clap. I did not. <laughs> because I used condoms. Yay. And they come in different flavors, too, and different colors. So make your condoms fun if, the, if it's really not something interesting. Like, you know, I mean, for me, I'm condom queen. I have them all over. They're in my pocketbooks. They're in my jackets. They're wherever because, I mean, it's not that you're looking for sex everywhere you go, but God forbid you don't want to be without it when you need it. Could actually end up in shit. Fun fact. Flavored condoms are for mm-hmm. blowjobs. Flavored condoms yeah. are meant for blowjobs. So that you can't say, oh, I don't want to give them a blowjob. It uh, tastes gross. Yep. Nope. Flavored condoms. Can't complain. Have flavored condoms. Oh, fun ta- fun fact about using condoms while giving blowjob. If you put a little spit inside of it or even a little bit of lube, it'll give you that illusion of, you know, a wet feeling when you're sucking. True. So, yeah. Don't have nobody tell you nothing. You know, do the cheek method. Put the condom in your mouth and then put it on the dick, like, make it interesting, ain't nobody gonna tell you no, and if they do, then you know red flag 
Yes. Someone that doesn't believe in using condoms is not worried about their safety exactly. or your safety. And I, not every STI can wash off. You know, some stay forever. So you want to be careful. Cool. All righty. Look at us being good Samaritans talking about having good safe sex. All righty. It is important. All righty, what's next? Oh, the difference between moving too fast and not wasting time. Now, I when somebody asked me that question, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? So the way I just say it, yeah, I know what's up. But about. you know, I mean, whatever. You're in like relationship or anything. I hear a lot of people who like to say and say, you know, one year of talking before you get into a relationship. There's no time frame on love. Yeah. There's not. When you know, you know. So I have a different opinion on this one. So a version of moving too fast is when you're 18, you're going through the military, and you, your girlfriend, three months, and you get, in, get engaged and then get married. That is moving too fast. Hubby and I have been together almost two years now. We talk about marriage all the time because we have long discussions. We sit down and talk about these things as adults. We're not 18. We're not trying to get away from our parents and like run away and get married no we are trying to build a future like some people would say that being in a relationship at our amount of time it's too soon and that was their opinion but we're not rushing into things we're planning things out ahead of time we're discussing it at length with each other while someone that's (laughs) a kid meaning 16 17 18 and it's like, no. I'm going to get married is moving too fast. Not only that, but like some people our age, I feel like you're moving too fast too. Like if you meet somebody today and uh, the next day, oh, this is my boyfriend, this is my girlfriend, we're going to move in next week. Things like that happens. And I'm not saying that, you know, love and first sight don't happen or whatever, but I'm saying that you need to know somebody first before you put yourself into the situation. And if it takes you, you know, a year to fully know somebody, then take that year to know the person before you make any drastic decisions. Because 90% of relationships are ending because people don't know each other and they get into these relationships and learn about things that they don't like about the partners. So... Your partner should be your friend first. I agree that your partner should be your friend first. But at the same time, Hubby and I were friends ahead of time. And we had a 30-day trial period before (sighs) we started officially dating. Because I'm, well, we are now parents, but I was a mom. A single mom at the time. And I'm a package deal. Hubby is now part of that package deal. But when in the beginning, we had to sit down and have a talk about it, a serious talk about how you need boundaries and you need to understand that I'm just not me you're dating. I'm also raising a small person. 
That is another thing. Single parents out there, like I said, this is always going to go back to open communication. If you know you're, you know, a parent and you starting to date and everything, you need to make sure that person is okay with you being a parent. Now, I personally do not date guys with children. I have my reasons. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not big for that. Would I exit out completely? No, but I don't look for it either. Um, I also feel like you need to make sure that you're good first. Don't get into a relationship or move too quickly based off of, you know, something as in you want a family and you want this. Learn first. Um, most parents, you know, from my knowledge of interacting with people with children, you're getting into that, that situation. You have to think, one, you're a single person and you're going into a unit, which means that child can get attached to you really quickly. Um, you know, you're going to be present in this person's life. If you're not okay with being a role model, if you're not okay with be considering a step parent or a parent itself, don't even put yourself in that kind of situation because you're not hurting just one person. You're going to hurt a child too. So, yeah, I agree. Like hubby has a humongous role in the baby's life. He is, we all live together. So we are both parents full time. And my ex, he's in the military. He has visitation whenever he chooses. And they, we all as the adults came to a true choice that the baby lives with us, me and hubby. And we are the daily everyday parents. Hubby signed up for that. Oh, that's my (laughs) night. You guys can't hear in the background. He's making his. (laughs) And that's the night that I was just about to say too. Um, Please make sure the parents are both in understanding. If you and the mother of your or the father of your kid is not in a decent understanding, bringing somebody else into that relationship can cause drama. Now, if, of course, yes. the person is shitty and, as a, like, like I always put it, a donor, then, you know, do what's best for you. But at the same time, keep it open that, you know, certain things can go down. Really simple. Open communication. Ding! Like, your partner... Your partner that you're dating and your ex don't have to get along, but there may be mutual respect. Like, if you don't respect your ex, then don't expect your partner to exactly. respect your ex. You got you and your partner and you and your ex need to all sit down, be adults, and talk things through. It's not fair to your child if you're removing a parent that is already there for your partner. You need to all agree on who is doing what and who is doing this and that. Because it's unfair to everyone in the situation if they're not all treated with respect. 
And I wasn't good at it at first. I really wasn't. And hubby sat me down and had a long talk with me about it. I was very gung-ho about, oh, we can do without so-and-so, my ex. And hubby sat me down. I was like, that's not fair to him as a parent if you're excluding him in the life of the baby. And hubby really was correct. And I changed my attitude towards it. I grew as a person and made better choices because I... It was the opposite situation. I was the parent that was yeah. exiled. I'd feel some type of way. And my ex did. But at the same time, even though that is the case, you still need to, you know, set that boundary and you still need, like, you know, your ex won't be the one to come and say, well, you know, this is my child and I'm coming to take her here right now. You know, you need a conversation beforehand. You need to say, well, listen, yeah. such, such and such is happening. We have rules on when you can, it needs to be within a 24-hour window. And we also agree on Exactly, because, you know, so respect so is a huge thing. And I know with dealing with a lot of people and children, that is the one thing everybody fights about is my girlfriend or boyfriend don't respect my child father or mother. And it's like, you know, you need to keep that communication going. Say what it is from the jump, because at the end of the day, children can feed off of your off of the parents' energies. So if you're miserable mm-hmm. and you guys, every time you come here, you're always fighting, they're going to see that. So you want to make sure that you know the person, because if you don't know the person, it'll save you a lot of you know, damage going down the line. But one thing I will Mm -hmm. say, moving too fast is one thing, but wasting time is another thing. If you're in a relationship or Mm -hmm. any type of partnership and you're stagnant for at least a year, you need to review that relationship. You need to see this escalating. If you're still in level one after a year, then no. Like Mel and I have a mutual friend. And we both agree that this person's in a terrible marriage. (laughs) And she knows exactly what I'm talking about and exactly why I'm discussing it. But no matter what you tell this person, they're not going to listen to you. Because you're on the outside looking in and it's not fair to your other mutual friend if you're every day harping on the same thing. Eventually, they're going to see it or they're not going to see it, no matter how much you talk to them. Um, Their partner is in the same position they've been in or their partner's unemployed and they're not moving at all to get a job. And then if they do get a job, they quit anyway. You can't tell that person until you're blue in the face. Yeah. And it's not going to change anything. It's just going to stress you out. If you're telling someone something all the time, just take a breather. And exactly. Um, that is one thing that most friends with benefits end up leading to is a lot of wasted time. Because if you don't sit there and tell people, again, 
I'm not looking for anything and make sure that when you say it, you don't contradict yourself as well. Stay firm and hold your ground. There's so much people in this world that wants the same thing that you do. So don't run after somebody who does not want what you want. Cause in the long run, if they set your car on fire, you can't be upset. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've definitely went off topic a few times, but <laughs> I think it's the longest episode we've ever had. Okay, so another interesting request that we've had a lot of people asking is about dating apps. Have you ever used any? Which ones have you used? Yes. Back when they were like really, really popular. Really? I was on Tinder. I'm on Tinder right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Tinder is just for casual. Yeah. Do not look I figured that Tinder. out. So, I actually got, I've been in, on dating sites for the longest and. I do it because I'm bored and I'm just looking to see who's out there. I've never actually, I can't say never. I normally do not meet the person because, yeah, something ended up happening. And then I also punk out too because I feel like serial killers are real. But I will say dating apps is one great way to meet people and network. Um It kind of also gives you an opportunity to see what you like and, you know, you get to communicate with these people before you even meet um, to go on a date or anything like that. You get to sit down, you get to share whatever synopsis you want to give them. So right off the bat, you already know what you're getting yourself into. Um. Yeah, <laughs> let me see. <laughs> My opinion is that these apps, that too. dating apps, are based off your location. Don't shit where you eat. About six years ago, I had a Tinder account, and I worked at a retail store, not where we currently work now. And I shit you not. I was swiping through one day and my direct manager was on Tinder. (laughs) I then deleted my profile and never used that app again. Hey, I mean, everybody needs love nowadays. But yeah. Once again, (laughs) it is on the pool of people that you are closest to. I mean, yeah, I have bumped into quite a few people that I know, and I'm like, uh, swipe. And again, that's why you you can swipe. So they definitely see you, you but you can still swipe. They can see you. Be petty if you have to be swipe. Okay, swipe. Um, tips on dating apps. Uh, I've been on couple dates from these apps. One. If you're a girl and you're going out with somebody that you have not met in person, 
Exactly. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. I, I put my location on on my phone and I send it to my friends. And I also take the picture of the license plate if he's the one picking me up. Um, but I always recommend meet the person there because you don't really want a total stranger to know your address. Exactly. And have a way out. Um, <laughs> have a cat that needs hair washing. that too. Um, also, if you're not comfortable, you know, meeting a total stranger or meeting somebody online, see if you can do a thing of um, having your friends come there with you, but not in a creepy way. Like, mm-hmm. I won't say a double date, but like, if for example, I have a male best friend. If my male best friend and his wife decide to like tail us and like sit somewhere in the restaurant or whatever, if that's what you need to do to feel comfortable, go for it. I mean, don't say, hey, I brought my friends and they're over there to make sure you're not doing anything. But like, you know, be creative. Um, but yeah, also... A lot of people mm. on these dating apps are very bold. So they'll tell you what they want from the jump. Yeah. Like my Huh? That's how Mel discovered she was a type of fetish. <laughs> That's how Mel discovered that is she was so a type true. of fetish. I sure did. But yeah. Um, am I against dating apps? No, not necessarily. Um I feel like whatever works, you know, people have busy lives and don't have time to meet people the traditional way. That's why these dating apps are here. Um, You probably got out of a really shitty relationship and you just wanted to see what's out there. By all means. I mean, there's single events in New York and I probably, I I can bet you right now there's going to be married people there too. So... Whatever works. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always wanted to try speed dating. Just for the fun of it. I know. But oh, I still want to try it because it looks cool. I mean, I'll probably not meet anybody that I like. like, But it'll be so fun to like hear people sell themselves to you. Hello. It's, it's entertaining. I like, you know... Hearing people tell me about themselves and me tell them about me and then have that question, would you ever date me, come up and you got to look at them to tell them yay, nay, or say. (laughs) It is, is but it also, like, I mean, well, right now. It's more of like singles night at the clubs kind of a way to do speed dating. But it, it's entertaining. Go out with that's a nice little something you could do for girls night. Go speed dating. I mean, you don't have to take the guy home or get their number. You're just going there for entertainment purposes. So why not? I don't agree. I think it's ridiculous. Oh, whatever. It's not a thing that should be in the 21st century. It is fun. Do whatever weird shit. Okay, uh, yeah, X-Talk. Speed dating. 
Huh? Negative talk or positive talk? So. Negative talk or positive talk? Or like exactly. people we dated in the so, past. Because that's like many different topics. <laughs> I need you to narrow yeah, it down. I feel like we should topic. just make an episode for exes alone because that's like a lot of things. Yeah. I a lot so. of layers there. <laughs> but one thing I, I'll tell you guys I have um, is not a scrapbook, but I do have an album in my phone for every guy I've ever had sex with. So, yeah, we'll definitely go through that list. Let's just hope that your future husband never hears this podcast. Let's hope your future husband never um, hears this no podcast. No problem. Let's Let him, look up he will shit. know from the jump what I've done in my life, okay? I'll be very open. Somebody will love me with all of my kinks. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, mm-hmm. that's what we all hope for. Not always what happens. <laughs> for me, but you know, I'm an exception to the rules. Well, you guys will just have to marry me then because you accept me just the way I am. <laughs> yeah, that's what your dream life is that we marry you. That will. Yeah, I think that's our wrap up for today's episode. Yeah. We've gone very, very long and in depth. <laughs> People are eventually going to like tell us to shut the hell up. Yeah. That's Monday's Q&A with M&L. We're going to stop discussing things and we're going to leave it for next and next and next episode. We probably <laughs> won't only do well, Q&A. Well, see you guys next time and enjoy your day. And the rest of your week, hopefully you guys have fun with us and have more questions for us to answer in very long and winded conversations with each other.